0: one thing i want to point out what he said about the cereal you know for sure carbs but the sugar sugar the more and more i read about sugar is so destructive to our body in general our minds but to our energy especially we think we're getting you know i've been many times throughout my life thinking like well, i'm going to get some sugar to give me that boost but what happens is you do go up but then you immediately crash back down or very soon after
1: Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and I'm here to inspire your true performance from the framework established by Zig Ziglar, one of the top motivators and personal development leaders our world has ever seen, who believed we could all be more, do more, and have more. How? By improving ourselves, beginning with how we think about ourselves. So today, let's break down some personal development. In this show, I wanted to ask you about your energy. We've heard a lot lately from Abel James, Uh, the fat-burning man himself, about energy. And I wanted to hear from the audience, real people, what you have found works for you. So I ask on my Facebook page, uh, which anybody can join me and join these weekly discussions at Agent K Miller, I ask, what is something you have done or want to do to help increase your overall energy? Examples are areas such as, but not limited to, nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress, hope, inspiration, and, and anything else. I had Michelle Prince join me to talk through the comments, and we really hit a wide range of things that folks do to address their energy, to increase their energy. It really expanded my own thinking on the topic as well, and I think it will for you also. So, we're just going to get started uh, right after I share some good resources with you. I'm a foodie, and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. Hey, friends, before we get started today, I just want to thank you for listening to this show. In recent weeks, we've consistently been in the top 30 uh, business podcasts in iTunes globally, uh, all all over the world. Uh, Player FM has us listed in the top 12 of all self-improvement podcasts, and it's because you keep listening to the show and because you're sharing it with others as well. And I just want to say that I am honored by that, and it inspires me to give you my best, to give you the content that you want And need Well, here then is Michelle Prince. She and I read through the comments on Facebook. Again, to the question, what is something you have done or want to do to help increase your overall energy? Remember, you can, again, join these weekly conversations. Friend me on Facebook at Agent K Miller. All right, here we go. Okay, this topic of energy, Michelle, I know is a big one for you. And I do want to take it into the aspect of you know, I mean, you do, you do events, you know, you're mm-hmm. book bound by the sea where people are there and they've got books to write. They've got stories to birth. They've got all this. And uh, when I was doing back, when I was doing events, it was the face to face where I realized and talking with people. So many of them, you know, they'd have a great idea. Uh, they knew how to walk it out. We figured out a, a good place in the marketplace for it. And yet the thing that often came back was I just struggled to do to do it, to put time into it, to do it after work, before work, to do it during lunch, to do it on the weekends. I'm just, oh, I need more energy, which is why we brought in, I brought into my events, health and wellness focus. And mm-hmm. so, you know, again, I'm, I'm going to put that to you. I'm sure that's something that you run up against, uh, people just, where do they get the margin? And I'm going to say energy to do this great work.
0: Oh my goodness. It's such a energy is, is pretty much everything, right? No matter what we want to do, whether it be Business goals or exercise goals. I mean, if you don't have the energy, you're you're kind of stuck. Um, So I love this topic because our health and our wellness is literally. If we don't have our health, what do we have? (laughs) You know.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. But
0: it's but there's so many different ways to get your energy up, and I I I think that everybody might you know people are different, and some people might get their energy through you know, more mindset type of things, whereas other people, it has to be more physical. And so I love that we pose this question because so many people have a different uh, opinion of what works for them.
1: Uh, yeah. And, and, and there, thank you for saying that because the point of this is you're going to hear a lot of different things, folks, and there's not, we're not going to end this saying, so here's your recipe Mm -hmm. for more energy. It's yeah, it's going to be your own secret sauce. Find out What does it for you, where you need it? You're going to have voids where other people don't. You're going to have inspirations where other people don't. And, you know, I will say one thing. It's like my, my business partner, the doc says uh, in regards to exercise as one example, he says, what's the best one. And the answer is whichever one you'll do every day. Uh, so I would say with a lot of these things, you know, think, think of that, think what fits you. Well, let's, so let's just jump in. I mean, Gregory here just briefly says improve his nutrition intake, fuel for the journey and average one hour more sleep, uh, per night. And you're going to hear some common things. Yeah. Nate Wilson. He just says sleep out of all those things, just sleep. So let's hit on that one real quick. I mean, that is one that we're seeing more, content about these days than ever, because I think, well, let's just focus on the business world. How long, Michelle, are you aware of, uh, it seems like most of my life in business, you heard about the hard charging business person achieving so much and, you know, sleeping on four hours of sleep per night. I'm hearing the exact opposite these days. How about you?
0: A hundred percent. In fact, my husband's in the sleep business. That's right. That's
1: (laughs) right. So
0: I know quite a bit about this and the importance of it, because we, we just, we neglect, or we think that our body just has this endless energy, but it can't. It has to re, you know, recharge every night. The more sleep you get, the more your body is healing. The more your body is, um, you know, processing. Even goes down to—I uh, won't get into all the details, but even you know, people that are gaining weight, chances are good it could be related to their lack of sleep. Yeah. So sleep is huge, and it, it's just something that we need to prioritize, just the same way you would prioritize working out.
1: Uh, absolutely. And, and I've really gotten my own perspective around the concept of everything I do during the day is output. The only way I can renew myself to have uh, equal or greater output the next day is sleep. It's rest. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I'll, I'll say that my wife loves to sleep. I would rather take a pill um, and not sleep. I just, I, it's not something I enjoy doing or want to, but because my day rests on it. Uh yeah, I'm I'm generally a 7 to 8 hour guy uh, yeah. myself.
0: You know, I'm I I certainly never get it, but I my body has always required more sleep. I mm-hmm. mean, if I could sleep 10 hours, I'd do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, that's not realistic. But because I know that, if I get less than 8 hours, I'm I'm just I'm on a mess. Yeah. So, I I've learned that now that took years and years and years. Cause definitely when I was younger, I abused that yeah. completely and I paid for it, but.
1: Well, and, and that's, I think that's the case. And my Gosh, one of my best friends, uh, for life, uh, he was in the military and, you know, they went for months, uh, if not years on, you know, five hours of sleep. My, yeah, my business partners, a, a doc and going through med school. I mean, your body can do amazing things. It's amazing at survival, but it will ultimately, it will, catch up with you. Uh, You know, I I just, I was just at a hotel and I was reading through fast company magazine and they have this consistent thing that they do now where they take these high performers, high achievers, and they'll just, uh, I think they do it in every issue. Now they'll go through and kind of hit five points. You know, what time do you get up in the morning? What time do you go to bed? What's one of your habits, blah, blah, blah. And looking at that. And again, it was across the board where sleep was the goal that people were at least were going for is generally seven to eight, which Mm -hmm. again, I feel like even a, decade ago, definitely 20 years ago. Uh, I just, I remember that was the frequent thing is I've got myself, you know, four hours of sleep or, you know, two hours (laughs) here and two hours there. And I'm sure those people aged rapidly. Um, (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: (laughs) All right. Joe Pellerito, he says, Uh, one after having irregular heartbeats and feeling tired at age 40 I knew I had to make changes first step I stopped eating cereal I never realized how much that alone added to my carb intake I used to eat it morning and night after seeing quick results I cut down my bread and sugar intake I have a big sweet tooth I allow myself the occasional treat on Tuesday Uh, but after months my weight dropped 35 pounds from 213 to 178 it has been almost two years and I've maintained my my new normal. I love that. New normal. With more energy and less weight, I have had less injuries. Leading to number two for him is running. My theme is complete. Don't compete. My original goal in 2018 was to run a marathon's worth of 5Ks. This evolved to a few 5Ks. My first 10K was in April, my first 25K in May, and first marathon in October. This has shown me the power of lifestyle changes and how it snowballs to impact all areas, physical, emotional, and mental. Wow. New norm. Yeah. My, my favorite right there is new normal is, is new normal. Can- and I
0: love what he said. Complete. Don't compete. Yeah. You know, how yeah. many times do we think, well, I, you know, I need to start running, but I can't run a marathon. Well, you don't have to run a marathon, uh, around the block is just as good too.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's this new normal. It, it reminds me of a book. Uh, I wasn't quick enough to, to type it in, but it was gosh, a good 20 years ago, if not 25 called uh, diet for life. And it was, that was the point is you don't, you don't need a diet for a certain amount of time to achieve a goal. You need to adapt a diet for your life. So going back to his new normal, again, my business partner, Randy, his, as a, as a doc, his one of kind of a, a stick, a perspective is that we have all accepted a normal in our culture that shouldn't be normal. We should, headaches are not normal. Migraines are not, you know, normal. Heartburn is not normal. It shouldn't be, it has become, but we can all like this on, on Joe's develop a new normal. But gosh, Joe, just thank you. And congratulations. That is gigantic.
0: It is wow. huge. And one thing I want to point out what he said about the cereal, mm-hmm. you know, for sure carbs, but the sugar, mm-hmm. sugar, the more and more I read about uh, sugar is so destructive to our body in general, our minds, but to our energy, especially we think we're getting you know, I've been many times throughout my life thinking like, "Well, I'm going to get some sugar to give me that boost. But what happens is you do go up, but then you immediately crash back down or very soon after. So long-term sustained energy, watching that sugar intake is super, super important.
1: Hey, that's my new norm. He talks about having a sweet tooth. The joke in my family was that daddy doesn't have a sweet tooth. He has a sweet belly. Uh, (laughs) I, that was, that was it. And today, uh, I have two outlets for sugar at all. It's dark chocolate and, and pretty dark so that it's only, you know, five grams of sugar in a, in a serving and, uh, and, and wine. I mean, granted, it's not quite the apples to apples as far as sugar, but it is still a form of sugar and, and kind of fulfills that sweet. That's pretty much it. And once in a blue moon I'll imbibe, but yeah, I just, I value my physical state too much my emotional state goodness uh well and I, like joe said physical emotional mental and they all work in conjunction i you know i got to point out that uh, a guy kevin miles responded to joe he said good stuff joe he said kevin i can totally vouch for all joe talks about here he is a total inspiration and i do Do appreciate that because when we make a life change for the better and do something that inspires us, it by proxy will inspire those around us. Generally, once in a while, it will threaten those around us as well. So if you've experienced that, it's just par for the course, but generally it will, over time, it will give other people permission to make a positive progress in their own lives.
0: For sure. If he could do it, we can do it. That's kind of
1: Yes. After they might get fast. You you did it. Now I'm, I'm irritated because now it points out what I'm not doing, but (laughs) they'll generally come around or you just need to remove yourself from those people. How about, uh, Charlotte Tamayo here? She she says, I use energy medicine to help relieve stress. I learned a practice referred to as the emotional freedom technique through a radio show about seven years ago when going through some very difficult life changes. Uh, I was pulling into my driveway, was able to follow along with the tapping process. I never caught the name of the interview, uh, interviewee, but it led me to seek out experts like Nick Ordner and his sister, Jessica Ordner of the tapping solution. Since then, I find it useful to overcome mental blocks that hold me back from moving through many challenges. It's an incredible technique for getting around the response of PTS. Uh, I recommend it as a non-chemical solution that yields great results. I, I didn't follow up on that. Some of you guys will know what that is. Some won't, but I just included it here to go to what we started with Michelle. We're looking for your secret sauce, whatever. And if it's a tapping, uh, process, like she talks about, awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. that is, uh, to each his own. And if you find something that does it beauty.
0: Absolutely. And, and I don't know a whole lot about that. I have heard of it, but it may just go in line too with, you know, breathing techniques and meditation and all of that. In fact, when I was thinking of my own answers, you know, what, what gives me energy and breathing as crazy as that sounds, we all breathe, but you know, when you do those very intentional, deep breathing, Um, you know, it, it it just gives me energy. And whenever I'm feeling kind of that sluggish mid afternoon slump, Mm -hmm. I'll just do, you know, five or six to 10 big, deep breaths, like you're in yoga. And it just it just gives me some energy. So maybe that's along those same lines of what, what, what she's talking about. Probably
1: so. And I mean, I, I, it sounds a, a meditative in essence as well, mm-hmm. which is, is a big deal. Well, Alan Lovelace here, he says the reduction of sugar as I age, it has such a negative impact on my mood and energy. I'm, I'm going to take that just again, to hit on sugar in working in the health and wellness arena where people are come paying us a lot of money to take them from point A to point wherever they want to get to. Um, sugar is, I, I treat it honestly these days, and this is going to sound harsh, but as far as what we see it do to people and what we're seeing it do to our culture, the increase in sugar, uh, it's like smoking. It's, it's Mm -hmm. the tobacco of our time and it is in everything. And I, again, I'm going to keep talking about my business partner, of the doc, he says, you know, it used to be back there that once a month, maybe once a quarter, there'd be a birthday party and you would have cake and ice cream. And that Mm -hmm. was awesome. He says, now we have cake and ice cream for every single meal. And we call it sugar. We call it McDonald's. We call Mm -hmm. it, uh, you know, a TV dinner or whatever. And the, the sugar and salt has increased to such a big level where to where again, again, my own diet, my family of. Uh, I don't know, however many are at home these days. I think there's eight we've got full-time at home right now. And we don't do any processed food at all. We don't do sugar. Uh, if the kids have cereal, it's this uh, puffed rice stuff that has zero sugar in it and almond milk that has a gram or something like that. And that's what they've gotten used to. They would, you know, would they like the taste of Lucky Charms or something? Sure. But it's just not something that we include in our diet. And it is, I think, one of the biggest banes of our health in today's culture.
0: Well, and to your point about your kids, I think once you you get it out of your system and you you're not used to having that much sugar all the time, mm-hmm. I think at least for me when I when I drink like a Coke or, or something like that, I'm just it's too much sugar. I can't I can't handle it because I haven't had that much in so long.
1: Yeah, have, but, yeah, I've got a my youngest uh, boy is uh, he's eight now, and he just uh, past couple weeks we had it was like a birthday or something and there was some treat, I don't know, and he ate about half his bowl. He said, Daddy's just too sweet, I can't do it. Mm. I said, God <laughs> bless you, son. I know. <laughs> That. I do. I do. Oh, uh, well, here, Donna Johnson. She says, uh, for her, it was beginning the habits outlined in Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. You know, that's one that I am well aware of, Michelle. I've never ingrained myself in, uh, or, or gotten the book. I, I've heard of it. I, I need to you you looks like you knew yes, it. it's okay. such a
0: great book. I don't know why. Yes.
1: It's what I missed. There are
0: so many things that I I implemented and and, and you know, even tell people to do and it, it does. It really really it's just a, just small little changes can make huge results and and so a couple of things that come to mind that he he tells you to do is drinking lemon water right as soon mm-hmm. as you get out of bed. Um, putting your alarm clock across the room so you're not mm-hmm. you know, you're more likely to get out of bed and all that brush your teeth first thing in the morning. Yeah. All these types of
1: things. Yeah. Well, uh, so folks, check that out. It sounds like one I need to not only get, but maybe I should see if Hal would be a good interviewee for the show here. Absolutely. Um, there are, you know, again, going back to our guests on the show and when we do the habits uh show with them going through the seven spokes of the Ziggler Wheel of Life. I don't know, I can't remember that there's been anyone who does not have an intentional morning routine. That this is what I do every single morning and it's my, you know, secret sauce. And when I miss it, they'll often say, I, things are just not right. And uh I, I, I'm th- the same way, though I will uh admit it's really only been about the past two years, Michelle, that I have been consistent. Yeah. Always having kids, always, you know, and doing school and whatnot, I would sleep as long as I could, get up, and then just dive into that. And I was, uh, highly, uh, motivated by again, my business partner and him talking about his morning devotion time and how rich it was. Mm-hmm. I finally committed. And now I am, oh, well I'm, I'm Zig. It's the opportunity clock that goes off in the morning. I had the opportunity to get up and renew my mind, but it wasn't that way right off the bat. And again, I'm 48 and it's been about two years. I, yeah. I was a late, well, late bloomer.
0: And everybody, I, I always look at things in seasons, you know, there's a season when you're so busy with kids that you can't even think about getting 15 minutes <laughs> earlier. And then there wow. becomes a season where you, you prioritize more. So I'm wow. the same way. I, I have times when I'm really, really, really good at it. And other times where things slide by. But I do notice that the mornings that I, I get up, I read my Bible, I plan my day, do something to kind of, you know, build my mind. Those are my, my most productive, but my happiest days. Yes. Just keep seeing some perspective all day.
1: And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. yahoofinance.com. exclusive to podcast customers you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value so to get the special deal go to a-i-r-d-o-c-t-o-r-p-r-o.com use promo code kevin thankfully the days of building a business website then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone today shopify has fixed all that Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin. Jessica Moyer here. She says for her, Prioritizing. I have so many sticks in the fire, need to figure out which ones are the most important and will lead to significant growth. I'm pulled in too many directions and have to tone it down. Then I will have more energy for what needs the most attention. And what spoke to me on that, I know for a lot of people, yeah, just being uh, prioritizing and slash I'll add into that just being organized, having some semblance of organization. And that is one that does help me. I am not that prone to doing it. Uh, well, it's not the first thought in my mind and yet, yeah. Organizing and prioritizing is so powerful. You know what? I'll just, I'll say, yeah, that's, that's one that's difficult for me. Um,
0: And you're not alone. (laughs) It is for me as well. I I teach a lot about prioritizing and procrastination when I do, when I speak for companies, you know, on time management, but really it just boils down to is figuring out, you know, what are the most important things in your life? Things that, you know, related to family and career and your health and all the spokes of the wheel. And then, you know, prioritizing just means putting them in the schedule long before you put in checking email and and everything Mm -hmm. else.
1: So we need to prioritize prioritizing. Yes, we
0: do. (laughs) Okay,
1: perfect. We got got that one down. Uh, Avi Friedman says, "I started eating every two to three hours a low glycemic meal. I stopped eating at night, and I start started meditating at times, and I try to walk daily. That's a great example of so what's doing it for her: eating every two to three hours uh, a low glycemic meal. And I'm on the side where I've adopted an intermittent fasting." uh, diet. That's my daily diet. I don't eat until, uh, lunch today. I didn't eat till uh, I had some nuts about 30 minutes ago. That's all I've had so far. I'll have a good meal. But again, with it, there, there you go. Find out what does it, I would encourage everybody to take something, do it for a week, do it for two weeks and see what fits you. You know, even on the intermittent fasting, now she, she does say she stopped eating at nights. I don't know if that she means snacking there, but from an intermittent fasting standpoint, it's really, uh, research shows it's more beneficial to eat breakfast, then lunch and skip dinner. Uh, I, I, it makes sense. I, I would agree with that. It doesn't fit my lifestyle. I have a big family and at night I cook for them and that's when we come together. And so I don't do that. So again, we're looking at what fits you, uh, you know, physically, emotionally, but also just circumstantially, but figure out what does it for you. And so if Avi likes the two to three hours, uh, eating a meal, it works for her. great, great. Uh, Jim Smith here says nutrition, supplements, and exercise. Uh, Tony Cooper says resting when needed and saying no to things that will add a ton of stress to my life. Michelle, I I know you well enough to know your calendar stays full, your opportunities stay full. And I bet you have a big priority, uh, or a need to say no to a lot.
0: I do. We all do. It, this is where, this is something that I had to learn the hard way um, because I spent most of my life being a people pleaser. You and I have yes, talked about yeah, this before. Yeah. And what does that mean? People pleasing means you just say yes, yes, yes to everything. But what happens is, is you jeopardize your time, your energy, and the things that matter most to you. So I had to learn to say no by setting boundaries. And mm. it's so not easy to do, but it is life saving when you say, now I have another commitment at that time or I'm not able to, I would love to, but thank you. But no, I'm not, I'm not able to commit at this time mm-hmm. is so freeing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we talk about boundaries. It is difficult. I'm still, I feel like a baby and trying to walk that out. Mm-hmm. Mine generally end up around social engagements. My wife is the socialite. I am not. And it feels bad to put boundaries there. And sometimes it is bad. She, it doesn't thrill her that I don't want to do X, Y, Z. And so we just have to grapple with that. And uh, I don't want to grapple. I'm a people pleaser, just like you said. <laughs> uh, Dan here says, when I was purposely, her energy came from purposely getting at regularly seven hours of sleep each night, starting my days with consistent meditation, prayer, and reading. Uh, when I did that, I had great reserves of energy and productivity each day. I love the term of reserves. I mean, we, we do have that. I think especially, uh, I would say parents and I think even more moms who just get that feeling of it, pour out, pour out, pour out, and not thinking about, I have to refill myself. Cause if you don't have those reserves, you can still function, but you're at half mast and that's, uh, you, you it's the value of giving those reserves to yourself, that that's your responsibility as well. And that's not. That's not the altruistic perspective that we generally have.
0: No, not always easy, but very important.
1: Yes. Uh, Greg here says everything you've listed is, is great. But with the addition of yoga, well, he says, which is exercise, I guess. But yeah, I do think yoga comes into that meditative standpoint, which you know, meditation, I feel like that was yeah, kind of that hoodoo guru, uh, new agey stuff is where I had it in five years ago, maybe even less. And now again, it is so consistent across the board. It's kind of been brought out of that spiritual realm of just, you know, it's just a, it's a brain training. That's what we really hit on with, uh, Dan Harris. He's the, I think it's ABC news anchor that we mm-hmm. interviewed. His book is 10% happier. And it was about yoga. And he said, that's what he wanted to do is debunk that. I think he even used that word, "Hoodoo guru or spiritual aspect of it. And we came down to, it's just brain training. We're seeing so much on that again, Michelle, man, that's, that's one, that's one of the hardest for me.
0: Well, you know, this is something that years ago, I didn't know much about yoga, but over I have tried yoga quite a bit over the last several years. And. It is, it is beyond the spiritual because what it really is, is it's stretching your muscles. It's giving you that extra breath, you know, breathing and getting more oxygen in your body and what that does for you. And I, I'm telling you, it's just the most uh, relaxing, but you're working really hard, like your muscles are still working. But I do, I feel so much more energy after doing a yoga class than than most exercises for me personally, for me, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, and then you can add your own spiritual element to it. You know, when they, when you're in that quiet time, you know, depending on what, what that means to you, you know, it could be your prayer time. It could just be your, you know, breathing time, but it is, there's just something to be said for breathing and stretching and keeping your mind in one place.
1: Mm, Okay. I hear you. That's, That's one. Yeah. I have not, I have not tried that one that much at all. Uh, Jennifer Meisel here. She, and at first I read this and I thought, okay, here's our comic relief. But uh, but then I thought about it a little bit and I, I, I can relate a little bit. She says, espresso, espresso Red Bull shots rimmed with sugar while listening to Flight of the Bumblebee after robbing a bank. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I do expect that that's a little comedy. But I mean, there are the times, Michelle, when I'll get the – I'm a decaf coffee guy these days. But once in a while where I will do a nice uh, extra shot espresso from Starbucks – and come back, put the right kind of music on and plow through some stuff, be really productive. Even if it means I crash a little bit, I, I do that occasionally, not a lot. Cause I hope that my reserves are there to where I don't need something like that. But at the appropriate time, man, I'll, 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 I'll subsidize a little bit.
0: And there are specific times that you just have to, uh, I, I, that made me think about, you know, when I do my live events, when you do three full days on your feet, teaching the whole time, I mean, th- that takes a ton oh, of goodness, energy. Yeah, yeah. So it is hard sometimes to, to just keep plowing through. And, uh, you know, so for me, it's, uh, it definitely is coffee. A friend of mine, uh, and you know, uh, Howard Partridge, actually, he, he does, cause he does events as well. He does these coffee bars. So instead of drinking the coffee, there are these little bars that have this caffeine in it, or this, you know, that gives you that bulk. Huh. of energy and um I I will say it's not something I don't think you can consistently do all the time. Yeah. But when you do have to stay up and on then, you know, sometimes we do need to do those little coffee breaks.
1: Yes, I agree. I've been a I've lifetime coffee guy and I was the person who said ah, decaf isn't real coffee. You got to have caffeine and then finally <laughs> I was uh through my my doc and uh and nutritionist and all that they said Kevin you for you, who you are, you don't need coffee. You're amped enough. You're, you're running too high, and that was causing its own problems as well. You need to back off. Um, so I, 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 have, I have done that. Again, we're back to your own secret sauce. Uh, Joshua Ong, he says, Developing clarity and focus on what I really want in life. In this digital era, there is so much distraction. It's very easy to lose track on what's really important. Beautiful. Uh, you know, again, we're talking about your goals, figuring out what is priority and getting rid of of stuff. That is a big one for me. Very difficult. Again, I like to just come in and play air traffic controller and I get a lot done and I'm busy, but was I really efficient and did I really get the right work done? And that is difficult for me. We're seeing a lot of folks, uh, talk about that. They come, you know, that they, these high performers and high achievers, people that we interview that they don't get on their electronics. Don't check their email. Don't look at text, whatever, until, you know, 10 o'clock or until they've done uh, XYZ. i Z. I I'm working on that some now, granted, I got a lot of kids and I'm usually just checking, to make sure everybody's okay. And I'll look at a couple things. And for me, I, I kind of want to see if there's any big urgent thing just to get it off of my anxiety list mm-hmm. that I probably shouldn't have, but just to make sure. And when I take care of those urgent things, do a quick run through, then I can dig in. So again, to each his own, I don't know how you deal with that.
0: Well, I love that it he brought up the priorities uh, again, because I think there's something to this because, you know, the priorities, like you say, help us stay focused on our goals. But I think when we accomplish our goals, it does more than just getting things done. It actually builds confidence. You know, we Mm. feel better about ourselves once we've accomplished something. So I think that confidence is actually a big energy booster. When you know you've done something well, you feel good about yourself. You tend to have a little bit more energy and the opposite is true. When you're not feeling really good about yourself, maybe a little depressed, it's, that's when you want to, you know, you have no energy to get off the couch. Yeah,
1: totally. I, and I should have included this one with it. Karen, uh, uh, Putz right after she says, narrowing my focus and being intentional with my time is what gives her most energy. Uh, Chris McNall, he says so many things, but health, sleep, stress, work, exercise, they're all interrelated. Better sleep helps me, uh, be better at work, which in turn helps with stress and, and so on. Uh, You know, that one, when we look at all those things, I mean, that is, you know, I, I work a lot in the arena of functional medicine and the focus there is we need a comprehensive plan. And we so often see people doing so many things well, and that they're frustrated though, because they're not getting the results. And we often find it's because there's a flat spot. Again, go back to Zig's, you know, wheel of life there. And if you've got, you're doing great here, great here, great great, great here, and you got a flat spot, it's it's a bump and that's difficult. I would rather really just Excel, you know, kind of like when we talk about strengths and weaknesses, I would rather know my strengths and just rock those and, you know, delegate the rest granted. And in business that works well in our personal life, I can't delegate any of those spokes. And, and, and it's frustrating that I do need balance. Otherwise uh, the, the, the flat spot is eroding all the other areas of my life. So finding that daily balance of all those things, I think being aware of where our weak spots are is, is great.
0: Definitely. That's, that's the biggest knowing is half the battle.
1: It is. It is. Uh, we'll hear one more Ben, uh, Kaiser, I, I think uh, he says, eliminating as much negativity as possible helps with boosting my energy. I even try to refrain from watching the news due to the abundance of negativity. If something is of utmost importance, people will inform me. Uh, I've also found that starting my day with a healthy breakfast helps boost my energy levels tremendously. It's vital that my mornings are productive as I seem to become less productive later on in the day. I highly recommend that anyone wanting to change his or her diet should first perform a healthy detox of the body. Exercising at least three times a week also has made a huge difference in providing energy. Uh, One improvement that I hope to achieve in the near future is wake up earlier in the morning. My target goal is to consistently wake up around 4.50 a.m. so that I can take advantage of my mornings. Mm. That's right up Zig's alley with negativity right there.
0: For sure. I mean, negative people, negative uh, input, TV, all that That just kind of reminded me, you know, I'm one of those people that I love live events, absolutely love them. And I think it's because I get energy from other people. Uh Uh, It it goes back to introvert or extrovert, right? Uh Extroverts get energy by being with people. Introverts get energy by being alone. And, but for me, it's those positive people. I, I leave events where I'm with positive motivated people. I am on fire with energy yeah. As opposed to, you know, if I'm sitting in a room with somebody and all they're doing is, you know, complaining, it's like, it just drags the life out of me
1: yeah. yes. <laughs> and all of us,
0: I'm sure. Oh,
1: Totally. And you know, it's interesting. It is interesting. You and I are, are have so many similarities. I feel like we're twins in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> and yet the events, while they inspire me, they drain me. Uh, so I have to go take that time alone to get, uh, to get recharged, which again, brings us to figuring out what works uh, for everybody, but I would just really encourage everybody having that comprehensive plan. What is your diet in each of these areas? Uh, so that you have a well-balanced plan for your energy. Cause it's huge. Like you started the show with Michelle, if we don't, uh, if we don't have our health, what, what do we have? And I think it's a pithy thing to say, but my gosh, it is so true. And now as I see people who are, who are older, Uh, and they're being taken out and there's things they still want to do. There's people they still want to serve and love and they can't. And it is so demoralizing for them. And and I think for everybody around them. So this is, again, that's why we're doing it. It's, It's of utmost importance.
0: That's right, and like you said too, it's figuring out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Just because it works for for you doesn't mean it's going to work for me. Um, mm-hmm. well, I'll, I'll I'll say what my sixth grade history teacher used to always say: different strokes for different folks. And yes. you know, what is your stroke? What is it that's going to help you to to be more successful in all those folks of the wheel? And you know, do what? Uh, who was it that said, "Don't complete or complete, don't compete"? Yes. Well, that goes for beyond running, <laughs> right? Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely, Michelle. Thanks. I'm, uh, I'm inspired. I think yoga is next on my list. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, friends, I mainly hope from this show that you've elevated the importance of tending to your energy, doing specific things proactively, intentionally, to increase your energy. It's just vitally important for everything that we want in our lives. And thanks to all who submitted responses. I'll fill you in on our next show after I share some good resources with you. Coming up in show 639, we talk about your crucible. Now, the definition of a crucible is this, a situation of severe trial or in which different elements interact leading to the creation of something new. And that new thing is, of course, either good or bad. That's the point that we talk about today. So Dr. James Kelly is my guest He's the author of a book called The Crucible's Gift, and it's ultimately talking about people who rose from adversity, but it's a big topic, folks. So many of the big movies today focus on people with superpowers, right? Either they're alien or they're regular people who had a mishap that gave them a super patter, uh, superpower. They were you know, bitten by a spider or electrocuted or fell in a vat of chemicals or something. In the movies, they get some cool superpower. In real life, I think when stuff like that happens, we just die or expect to or we're critically, critically handicapped. But this concept is so very real. Tragedy, or at least hardship and disappointment, is going to happen to everyone from childhood on. And how you deal with it is everything. So will the crucible in your life make or break you? help or handicap you? Will it overcome you or will you overcome it? And you may need to look into your past and consider what crucibles in your past, what have they done to you? How did you perceive them? What's the story you tell about it? Were you equipped and empowered or just hurt? We also get into the crippling effect of blame, that topic with again Dr. James Kelly. It gets to the root when we talk of blame of Are very real handicaps and strengths as well Uh, and it may not be black and white these are as you know from listening to these shows it's not always a black and white answer but we just discuss the different aspects of it and how we can all engage and benefit all right so we're going to flesh that out with dr kelly in the next show till then folks thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together